Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and we're here today with Kier Harris as well. How is everyone doing tonight? Oh, I'm Bloated. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that was a good episode. Time to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week. We need, but, uh, <laughs> we need more ways to lead into the topics. Uh, if only I could like play the outro music there without people actually turning it off. That'd have been great. Uh, they would have to turn it on to turn it off. Oh, uh, good point. Um, but anyway, uh, what have we been playing lately? Does anyone want to kind of jump uh, and go first? I I have developed a CS:GO problem. Ooh, uh, interesting. You and half of Russia. how's that going for you i remember uh, an episode ago you were mentioning that it's like a crazy like learning curve and everyone's a total dick and there's like you stand no chance are you doing any better in the little amount of time it clicks and you can kill things and it's so much fun okay like i wasn't sure if you would convert or not or if you just be constantly getting demolished it's like i i'm still not good enough to like uh, play competitively but it's it's to the point where, like, I don't feel useless. Like, before, whenever I started, it was like, I I might as well have been running around the map, like, trying to whack people with a pool noodle. Like, it just, I was not going to kill anyone. Everyone was so, so far above me, skill-wise, that it was just like, spawn, die, spawn, die, spawn, die, and you couldn't do anything. But now that I kind of have a feel for it, and I, like, can actually aim, I can actually kill some stuff, and... I can, I feel like I'm not a hindrance to my team anymore, which makes it way more enjoyable. Yeah, I can definitely relate. I feel like that's basically where I am in Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> You're no longer a bullet, bullet sponge in CSGO. Yes, exactly. Um, Whenever I get that way in like team shooters, when I know I'm just like, I can't hit anything for the life of me, I just whip out the grenades and just, I mean, the death ratio isn't good, but at least I take out a few other guys from my team. <laughs> yeah do what you can do i'm i'm no fucking fps i've done it in the past like i played halo and all this stuff like battlefield is i guess i'm more of a battlefield guy than cod but in general i'm i can never play any of that like yeah in a competition or anything i'd get my ass beat yeah i feel like my lack of depth perception somehow carries over into those games because i can never hit anything for the life of me yeah i've i've always been far better at like um Halo and that that sort of game and the more realistic shooters like Call of Duty and stuff like that I've never been able to really get down and they've always seemed more more boring to me I guess because whenever I play video games it's more for the fantasy and to like escape for a little bit so like playing something that is supposed to simulate actual combat tends to not be that interesting to me but I don't know there's something different about CS:GO it's not quite the hyper realism that call of duty tries to be so it can kind of hold my attention yeah that's understandable oh speaking of realistic shooters i saw this mod for star wars battlefront which honestly since there is no video i'm gonna call bullshit i think it's just renders right now but these renders look so goddamn beautiful it's literally here i'll put a link in the show notes for everyone but it these it looks so photorealistic. It's the most realistic graphics I've seen in a video game to date, if they actually were capable of pulling this off. It's called the Toddy Hanser, and it's the second build. I don't really know, but it looks fucking ridiculous. God, it looks, looks more realistic than some of the first three Star Wars movies. 
legitimately it looks like you are there and it's so goddamn like even like for instance the frame the last uh image there's like dust and everything it looks so well there's gun smoke and like uh shit flying around it just it's breathtakingly it's it's amazing yeah that looks really nice holy shit i've heard from people who've played the game that the biggest thing they can like compliment is the graphics it's like a gorgeous game it looks incredible and the fact that someone can mod like this from the original core game can only add leeway to that claim yeah and wait oh shit this guy has a fucking does he have video to it no he's got a youtube page but he didn't upload a video yet but i'll i'll keep you guys posted if there's any word on if this is legit or not but if this is legit it looks so fucking ridiculous that i definitely want to boost up my computer to be even be able to try something like that oh yeah i mean i can't even play witcher 3 right now let alone that yeah ooh, that that just seems intense as all hell but it is gorgeous so that's the point i haven't heard anything else nice about it besides the graphics though i've heard a lot of people complaining about a lot of things yeah, I didn't get around to playing it, but I'm very interested. I've heard one of the biggest complaints, which I can't help but think that's just a complete over- oversight that they should have caught, is um apparently there's like an upgrade that's like a vehicle destroyer upgrade that kind of like automatically kills whatever vehicle the opponent's flying in. <laughs> but when but when you're playing as the against the Empire, you can use it against all their uh, Tie Fighters and all that. But when you're playing against the Rebels, they don't have vehicles. So there's nothing to destroy. So there's like... That's pointless. Yeah, so it's just kind of like one of those like, oh, we threw this in, and I guess we were going to add more vehicles and other stuff to this game, but EA cut us short, and I don't know. I think it's EA that publishes it. Uh, They're usually terrible with most things, but... (laughs) That's the truth. I, I just haven't heard anything really good about the Battlefront game besides the graphics. Well... I guess since we're still talking about Star Wars, I might as well bring up these two specific games that I've been playing. And they're both from mobile, interestingly enough. Um, I heard about this. The, I'll talk about this one first. It's called Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. And basically, it's like an RPG battle simulator almost, where you basically collect characters, level them up, and put them in scenarios where it's turn-based combat and you have to strategize in order to overcome them. And it is so goddamn addicting. And when I heard about it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll give it a download. It's free. And of course, going into any mobile game, you're going to expect like, uh, at some kind of in-app purchases. And by all means, they push it. Like it is really like in your face, like spend your money here. And it's like, no, dude, this is a fucking free game. Um, But anyway, so I, I start playing it and I remember after a couple rounds of the game, I was really thinking to myself, I'm like, well, it's not taking up a whole lot of space, but do I really even want to actually continue to play this game? And there was a good solid couple of like seconds where I'm like, I'm going to get just uninstall it. And I'm so glad that I didn't because I've been having so much fun with it. Uh, currently I'm level 33. Uh, the, uh, all right. So I guess I'll do kind of pros and cons of the thing. Cons is obviously there's like, I don't even know, I'd say at least four or five different kinds of currencies, maybe even more. Like, it's literally fucking ridiculous how you have, uh, what credits, uh, crystals, uh, these like data cards. Like, there's all sorts of weird shit. 
But regardless, once you get used to the lay of the land and it's not as overwhelming, you can start figuring out that there's light side battles, dark side battles, and an area where you can face off PvP and get ranked and stuff in this squad arena. And then there's also these squad cantina battles, challenges. There's like so many sections of the game. And there's even certain areas I haven't even unlocked yet, like called Galactic War and other events and stuff. So I'm really eager to see what else this game has to offer. But so far, it's been really fun. Uh, it is very rinse repeaty, as you would expect with an RPG battle sim. But on the... The bright side, there's like a little button in the top left that it's basically like auto select my options for like to pick the best options. And it you could basically watch the battle take place without you actively having to be involved. So it's even better like for like a lazy Sunday. If you're like lay, laying around watching a football game, you could have this game going up on the whole time and you're leveling up. And that's basically what I did like during our Thanksgiving break. I just ended up playing this game a shitload. And that's why I was able to get pretty uh leveled up and currently i'm ranked at like i don't know 400 something or let me check real quick uh yeah i was doing really good uh 441 at the time of this recording and there's like a shitload of people playing now but i'm sure that's gonna shrink because more and more people are downloading it by the day and they also have it literally designed for people if you pay money you will get higher (laughs) like it's like you will get characters that it's like there's no doubt you're not gonna demolish other people so like for instance like let me just check this out like they have an area where it's like oh it's a limited time offer uh you for 25 dollars you get this package of these droid characters or for 40 dollars you get mace windu guaranteed drop or if you spend $50 you get all these different Jedis and shit and it's just like man if people really drop that kind of cash on a game like this I'm pretty sure you're uh, an idiot and you just fell for their plan but <laughs> I don't know I, I, I'm proud to say I got to where I am without spending any money and I wait no there was one moment where I spent $2 for more crystals just because I wanted to keep playing and I meant to $2 that's basically what the game's worth to me so you know what I was cool with it I mean, we've talked about it before with the mobile games and the pay to play or pay to win stuff. Like, they're not expecting a lot of people to really buy all those in app purchases. They're expecting like handfuls of maybe like 20 or 30 people just blowing their entire life savings on it. So it's like gambling. They don't need everyone to do it. They just need, you know, 2% of the entire people playing it to be completely addicted. And it's easy to get to that point with these like style games. Uh, it's, it's really fun, but don't, uh, get a gambling problem. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a gambling addiction, please see your local. I don't know. I don't care that much about it. If you got a gambling problem, get over it. Fix yourself. You're listening to the right podcast. Just Uh, just fuck (laughs) up and deal with it. Stop gambling, whiny bitch. But okay, so another thing about it though, I, there's another game that I'm also playing, and it's also in the Star Wars, uh, universe. But, uh, my, my main complaint for, I guess, this RPG sim, I was like, ah, oh, I wish there was some kind of story or campaign where you, like, do something instead of just RPG, like, battle sim. You're just battling back and forth, back and forth. Um, but that's basically all that game is designed for. Then I figured out that earlier this year in September, uh, Star Wars Uprising is a mobile game that kind of slipped under my radar, didn't really notice it. And it is basically exactly what I was looking for. It's, it's more or less you make your own character and you travel and do missions and it's a lot more 
I don't know how to put it, like adventure-y kind of like it has like an RPG feel and you actually go and accomplish things instead of just like do battle over and over again. So that was, I'm glad that I looked into that. But the interesting thing about that was I, I first downloaded Galaxy of Heroes and I loved it. And the cool thing about that is it would, it, well, it's not cool because it would pop up with a window. It's like, oh, do you want to spend or do you want to earn a hundred crystals and get notifications on your phone? Or do you want to remind me later? And I always say remind me later. Cause I don't want notifications from some stupid phone game, uh, interrupting me at work or something, you know? <laughs> so I'm glad that it even like preps me with that. When I downloaded uprising, it was like an auto, like you're getting notifications from this game. It's like, Oh, there's an event to do, or you have some shit to accomplish. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck like this game. I only just downloaded it. I don't even know what you're talking about yet. So I, I initially went in the game as like, okay, this can't be that hard to find looking for like a little gear that represents setting and, and just like find the, the setting to turn it off. There was literally nothing. I was like, what the fuck? Like, are you telling me I can't find a way to turn this off? So I Google it. People are all bitching. They're like, yeah, it's like, you can't do it. But then one guy was like, oh, it's actually in your Android settings of the settings of your Android, like operating system or something. I was like, what? I was like, I have to actually go to the settings of my phone, go to like Android settings, go to apps and then find app settings and then turn it off that way. And I didn't even know that you were capable of doing that. So I was at least capable of turning that off or it would have been a deal breaker if they forced me to have notifications. I'd been like, fuck that. I'm uninstalling it. And it seemed like actually a couple people did that without realizing there was a workaround. But uh, it, all in all, that game's pretty fun too. But I think I'm having more fun with Heroes. But two really cool Star Wars mobile games to check out if you guys are into that kind of shit. Nice. I haven't I'm actually not the biggest mobile game guy myself. We usually let Matt take care of that. Um, <laughs> but you tweeted out with the almost better than silence, uh, Twitter. And I think you put it on Facebook too. But, um, uh, Monument Valley was free. I, uh, is it still free or it was at least for like the Black Friday week? I think, yeah. I think that's what they were kind of pushing for through Amazon. Um, but it's this little thing called like Amazon Underground. I've never heard of it. I think it's a new thing they're pushing. Um, it says it's got a bu- it's got like an ad every time I start up the game before it, and it's like we got a bunch of free apps and games and books and blah blah blah. Like I don't care. Like I'm just picking out the free ones I want, and I don't care about the service. Uh, sorry, Amazon, but just give me free stuff. <laughs> I'm a filthy consumer, you know it. You don't um, need to apologize. Yeah, but it came with uh, or Monument Valley, and then it also came with the expansion pack they had for it for free as well. And I just burnt through those in one day. Those are very good. I understand all the praise you gave it in the earlier episodes. Oh yeah, I love that game to this day. It's so goddamn good. Yeah, but it's it's very. It was one of the earlier mobile games too, wasn't it? Or it wasn't. It wasn't in this huge wave of Angry Birds, Candy Crush, like that's taken over half the population. It was before all that, right? I would say yeah, especially early in the our podcast we were talking about it. I feel like that was one of the games that's like, do we even go down mobile gaming or not? And it was like, well, this game's good enough. Let's just go with it. Yeah, it's up there with like Journey and um, just the hyper artistic and very beautiful games without all the horrific uh, you, you know UI interfering with all the you know visuals. You don't have the controls laid out over top of the game blocking it, but. Very good. If anyone, if anyone could still get it for free, I'd get it. Even if it's not for free, I'd still get it. It's worth the money. It really is. Awesome little puzzle there. Yeah. How about you, Kier? Are you playing anything lately? Uh, 
I just CS go just, really. <laughs> just that. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I'm still just playing Binding of Isaac and Fallout, which dude, you have a is... Binding of Isaac problem. You've been playing Binding of Isaac for as long as I've known you. Do you <laughs> do you want to go into your Steam library? Do you want me to pull up how many hours you've put into certain games? Because I'll do Uh-oh. it right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll see who has the problem with what. <laughs> on this new segment called Who Has a Problem? I mean, right now it's telling me that you're currently playing CSGO while we're recording. I, have, <laughs> I may have CSGO open, but I'm not playing it. <laughs> that is excellent. I think that kind of draws uh, attention to your addiction. You got 300 hours in Rocket League. <laughs> That's excellent. Holy shit. Jesus. Uh, I I'm have, not that bad I may have 300 hours in Rocket League. That That's possible. That's still like three times what I have in both Isaac games. No, I probably got 300 combined. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Binding Isaac's still great. I'm trying to do all the challenges, and there's a speed challenge where all the enemies are like double or triple the speed, and it's so hard, especially with the fast enemies. Yeah. Um, Fallout 4, just an update with that. It's getting rougher the more I play. I'm finding a lot more bugs, and it's crashing a lot more often. Um it's definitely, I still am very glad I pre-ordered it. It's still a great game. It does not deserve half of the scores it's gotten on all these websites, like the 9.5 out of 10 and 10 out of 10s. Like, it ain't that good. It's pretty broken at times. Okay. But I did just get another mod for it, which gives, um, one of the companions you can get is Paladin Dance, who's pretty early in the game. And he's, uh, in full power armor all the time. And, uh, without the helmet on, and there's a mod that lays out over top of him the Buzz Lightyear color scheme. So he's got like the purple hood and like the green shoulder pads and like the white armor underneath. <laughs> so I just got Buzz Lightyear following me around, nuclear obliti- obliviated Boston. Nice, it's so great. Um, but I've noticed Steam's got this exploration sale, whatever. I don't know. I think it's just some bullshit excuse for them to have a Black Friday sale. Yeah. But they already have The Witcher 3, 50% off, and Metal Gear Solid 5, 25% off. Like, didn't both of those games come out this year or relatively recent within the year? And they're some of the biggest, like, games out there, especially on console. Yeah, May 2015. Yeah. Witcher 3. Like, yep. and they're already at 50% off, and it's not even been a year, like... I haven't I haven't bought anything at this recent Steam sale because I'm just gonna wait for the winter sale and hopefully they'll be even cheaper. Yeah, potentially. I'm not sure how how low can you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Metal Gear Solid might be 33 percent off, but I'll I'll probably be ending ending up getting another computer to play Witcher because that that's a demanding bitch. Yeah, yeah that's understandable. I want to play Witcher so badly. I hear that it's kind of like um. Shit, what was the other game that came out? The Hinderlands? Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, where you can spend like 30 hours in the like first area just doing random side quests it's and not to get so any of the story done. Fun. I stayed in that first area for goddamn ever. Yeah. But I mean, hey, if that's what you want out of the game, go for it. That's, that's how you play RPGs, Bren. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm not accusing you. You're very defensive right now. I'm saying go for it. That's what you want to do. Calm down, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I want in a game? And I really do want this, and it's not been done. And Square Enix, this is easy money, dude. All you have to do is (laughs) listen to me right now. Make Tetramaster 
on mobile. Uh, and by those who are like, what the fuck's Tetra Master? Or I think that's what it was called, at least. It was the Final Fantasy card game in Final Fantasy IX. That's what oh. I'm trying to say. The card game. I literally, that was the most addictive shit I have ever played. And I loved it so much. And literally, I want to get my PlayStation 2 out so I could pop in that PS1 disc. Because I don't think I even have a PS1 laying around anymore. But at least I can still relive that. But it's such, it's going to be a huge hassle to make that dream come true when I just want it on my phone. And the thing is, it's like, oh, well, it has been done before. Or like, somebody's got to have made like some horrible clone. Lo and behold, there it is. Uh, Tetra Master. Looks like it's in some gibberish language I don't understand. Sorry if this is like <laughs> like racist or not. but it, Some gibberish gooba gaba that I, no, but Neanderthals would speak God. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's weird shit. And anyway, I hope it's you like can't, Spanish. It's super. It's obvious. probably like I know, dude. I swear to God, but you can't understand it. And it's also it's it's very blatantly like the, talk about copyright infringement, like out the ass. They are stealing assets from the game and like music and uh, graphics from the Final Fantasy franchise and utilizing them in their game. And the thing about that is, I'm like, oh well, it's a free shitty game, but it was called Tetramaster Light. I'm like light l-i-t-e in like leading me to believe that oh that means there's a better version of it lo and behold they're they're charging for the game tetra master hd it doesn't look any different it looks like you just get access to the full game and they're charging like three bucks or something and i'm like this is absolute bullshit square enix should shut this down but and everyone who played it like gives it like a low rating and it's like it's a piece of shit and square enix should just make this goddamn game for us <laughs> yeah it looks like the developers of it have only done this so at least on, it's on sketchy as fuck people i i yeah don't download that i didn't <laughs> yeah, but that that would be great if they did have a mobile version of it i swear i played the hell out of it in final fantasy 9 i still really don't know how the game works i just kind of threw cards on the table and hoped i won yeah, they just bash each other and they point at each other and have numbers. It's easy. You get used to it. But the cool thing would be to like be able to earn different cards because there was a pretty big variety in that uh, deck. Well, I think there was a card for every monster you fought in the game. So there was like easily. Yeah, it was like the bestiary. Yeah, it was easily like 400 or something. So yeah. So you can, you can like the card game from that game as much as you want. But fucking, fucking Blitzball in Final Fantasy oh. X. I played, Hands down. I played that for I I would there were days I would put in Final Fantasy X and just sit there and play Blitzball and not actually play Final Fantasy X. Then they accomplished what they set out to achieve. That is excellent. Yeah, I know most people that have Final Fantasy Final Fantasy X played Blitzball more than the actual story. Like a buddy of mine did it like as if it was like Madden or like fantasy football. He's like, I got my team, I got the season, I'm ready to play. I was like, season. <laughs> It's like you're playing yeah. you're playing computers, you're not online. The Blitzball like, was so good, they should have taken a lesson from that and made a Blitzball game. And it would have done incredibly well. There always seems to be like a weird minor card game for these big fantasy games. Because I think in Witcher 3, there's also Quint, which I haven't seen, but I know is a card game in that, that you can essentially play with any NPC character. But I I hear that's like sort of divisive of like some people love it, most people hate it. But it's <laughs> It's a little mini game you can do if you want, because God knows The Witcher 3 is not going to suck up enough of your time. Oh, fuck. That just made me think what would be even cooler if they released one solid game of all the little mini games that people love and, like, miss. It could be, like, a mini game bundle or, like, the card game within a game bundle or something like, like that. Like Wii Sports, Fan of the shit we actually care about. 
Oh, I was going to say they make it into like a Mario party. It's like Final Fantasy party and then everywhere you go like, is a different... <laughs> you move on the board and land on a space and then you play like 20 seconds of Blitzball and then someone else yeah. <laughs> moves and you play the card game from Final Fantasy IX and like... Oh god, that actually would suck. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm actually kind of getting into like... I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm thinking, it, I like it's it just too. Mario Party, but Final Fantasy skins. Like, I'm fine with that. Dude, you play, I, like, I love... I love the idea of Mario Party with just like silly fucking mini games, but like you can play as Cloud and you can play yeah, it's as just super Zidane serious characters and Titus and oh my god, why is it, why does this game not exist? I want this. All right, let's pitch this in their suggestion box, guys. <laughs> What's your name, Titus? What's your name? I'm Fighter. What? I'm Ninja. <laughs> it's like the Final Fantasy One characters. Nice. I love that. That was a good reference. <laughs> they don't have names. They just have careers. I want to see who would win a fight: Cloud or uh, Cecil Ninja. from Final Fantasy Four. Hmm. I'm not is... sure. That's before. Well, not before my time, but I didn't play it. He's. Oh, I played he's four. Pal- he's a paladin. Or sorry, he's a dark knight that yes. converts to a paladin. Hmm. So he's a heretic. But he's incredibly powerful. He's he's the main protagonist of Final Fantasy IV. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, we've said it before. I've only played like nine and uh, ten. No, oh, like twelve maybe. Well, didn't they kind of do like a Smash Bros. setup with the Final Fantasy cast with Disgaea or whatever, or Dissidia. like Final Fantasy Dissidia? God, oh, wow, I mixed that up with a whole um, franchise. <laughs> I, I think it was terrible though. I never actually played it, but it like went away. Yeah, it was only PSP, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was why I never played it. I never had a PSP. Uh, I had one for a small amount of time, and it I never got to play that. So, hmm, I, I did hear bad things, though, honestly. So, and nobody seems to remember it. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of it. I, I can't even find it. What's it called? Oh, uh, Dissidia, D I S S I D I A. It's it's strange. I'm not even sure what that's referencing. Uh, 2015. No, wait, what? Uh, oh, they might have remade it. Yeah, because it, it initial, came out. Yeah, initial one is like 2008. Yes. So looks like this might be something else. Maybe they're remaking it. I bet they're. I bet they. Oh, they're might... making a Dissidia for the PS4. Oh fuck! We just found that out by accident. That's great. <laughs> Doug's a medium. In case anyone doesn't know, he has. Uh, <laughs> what was it predictions or what's the fancy? Oh, stuff? oh, premonit premonitions premonitions. Um. Speaking of being a seer of video games, I have this one game. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But no, this one game that is on the horizon, there literally is no release date, and it has me really bothered. Uh, but it's called EITR, and I'm not even sure if that's an acronym for anything, but it's an action RPG built around exceptional combat and formidable challenges set within a mythological Norse world. But the reason I bring this game to our attention is because of the amazing graphic style and it's the homage that they're paying to the Souls franchise. This game, basically, graphically, I would say it kind of reminds me of an, a sort of 8-bit style that sort of like Titan Souls meets Crawl, but then set in like a Dark Souls game, like no joke. Oh, um, if anyone's played Dungeon of the Endless, which is a great game, it's got like exactly that art style. Oh, that is it. That was the one I was actually thinking of because the characters look just like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I got that game confused with Crawl. Okay. So I would say, yeah, that is a much better comparison graphically. Yeah. Um, 
But as far as game play style, it is a, a Souls game in theory. Like, you have to go around and fight some crazy-ass shit, and it looks like it's going to be extraordinarily challenging. The protagonist is female. It just looks really interesting, and I am so fucking stoked for this. Uh, I guess it was shown at EGX in 2015, so I, there's really nothing else known about this game other than it looks badass as fuck, and I what want is, it now. What is the title again? E-I-T-R. I'll send you the Steam uh, link, but for right now, like I said, there is no information. Yeah, it looks incredible. There's um one game, uh, I'm trying to think of the name, it's like Joe Yohan, uh, let me see if I can get the exact title somewhere. Um, but it's a North mythology game like this. Jotun, or uh, J-O-I-U-N, I think. Let me double check that. This art um, style's fucking cool. Yes. Uh, it's just beautiful. But what's this, Jotun? Jotun. That's it. Yeah, it's like how it's pronounced, but it's North mythology, so it's, or, you know, that crazy language that no one really understands with the J's all over the place. Um, but it's kind of a similar idea. You play as a female warrior who died and then, uh, has to fight her way into Valhalla. And apparently it's just completely unforgiving and just brutal as shit. And it's out right now. I can't for the life of me find the right spelling of it. And it's one of those weird words where if you misspell it slightly, it brings up a whole bunch of other stuff. (laughs) No, that's understandable. Um, but yeah, it's apparently super hard and I've watched someone I've watched a few people do playthroughs of it and just lose their minds, like, worse than Dark Souls. Because Dark Souls has, like, strategy where if you do it enough, you learn and can get better. Whereas this one is just, like, pure dumb luck that you know, <laughs> the ra- the random shots don't hit you. So, yeah, that's evil. Yeah, so if you do want um, something similar to that, but now, that's an option. Okay, cool. Yeah, this looks so goddamn exciting, though. I did actually just find another article that says... I, I'm Now I'm starting to not think it's an a acronym at all. I think it's supposed to be pronounced ITER or something. But E-I-T-R is... Or ETER, that's probably it. I, it's just people are probably going to think I'm saying E like as if I'm eating something. But uh, <laughs> ETER is due for release on PC and PS4 in 2016. So still pretty vague, but I'm at least excited it's coming. Yeah, it looks really oh, cool. Here we go. Yoten. J-O-T-U-N. That's it. Okay. Uh, it's on Steam, and because of that exploration sale bullcrap, whatever, it's actually 15% off right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hop on that, listener. There you go. Hmm. But, damn, and it's got a soundtrack that's $10 by itself. Uh, Ooh. Soundtrack's good, but uh, that might be a little overconfident. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> so, um, um, But, yeah, it's good. So, did you guys want to play a game of What's That Sound? Uh I don't have it ready. <laughs> That's okay. I do. Oh um, no. I've I've yet to not be the judge, so I'm actually scared. <laughs> I'll say real quick, um I think in earlier episodes I've mentioned a game To the Moon, which barely qualifies as a game. It's more of just a interactive story because I don't think it's possible to lose. But apparently they just came out with a DLC uh like comic that's like 99 cents and it contains the story a little bit. And the Guy who created it admits that he's been pretty backlogged creating a sequel to it, and it's been like four or five years. <laughs> he, oh man, he wants to get to it, but he admits that he's like working on two other things. And it, for anyone wanting a To the Moon sequel, don't hold your breath. But it gotcha. is a very good emotional game, and there's a little comic out. Cool. Yep. I want 
Uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, Low Volume 2. I remember bringing up Low, the graphic novel, on previous episode, but I went to go buy the second volume today, and it wasn't there, and I was like, God damn it. Oh, uh, yeah. I actually just reread all of the Marvel Civil War, like, miniseries, because the trailer for yeah, Captain mean, America I mean, Civil War came out. because Civil War is coming out. <laughs> yeah, the trailer was just a release, and it looks epic. But, like, in the comics, they established this uh, registration for the superheroes because, like, 400 people die or something like that in a massive explosion. Whereas in the trailer for the movie, it kind of looks like Captain America's hunting down his buddy Bucky and Iron Man's like, hey, buddy's kind of a dick. And then the Captain America's like, nah, he's my friend. And then they fight. Like It, se- it seems like a much looser reason to cause a civil war. Also, if there's not... A- if there's no Spider-Man in this movie, I'm gonna be really pissed off. No, Sony's admit that they're la- allowing Marvel to use uh, the intellectual property that they have. For Spider-Man. Okay, because so, like, spy- if Spider-Man isn't in it, you can't really do the Civil War storyline. Yeah, but after I reread it, I was like, oh, how are they going to fit it all in one movie? It's going to be this huge story, and then I reread the whole miniseries. I'm just like, it's it's not that good. Like, nothing really happens. I don't think so. Um, you can, but, you can so definitely I, condense it into a movie, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I th- for some reason, I thought a lot more stuff happened in the comics, but, like, I guess I've been reading the Injustice series, which came out with the mm. DC video game Injustice, mm-hmm. where it's Batman fighting Superman, and they split sides. Like, it's not even it, Marvel. Like, what are you talking about? It's the same idea. It's pretty much a civil war between Batman and Superman. And in the Injustice series, it's like every issue, a major superhero is killed. Whereas can, can I just the- go on the record here because people are going to tear Doug apart for this? I just want to, I just want to clarify. I do not think that Batman fighting Superman is the same thing as Captain America fighting Iron Man. Just want to put that let, on the all record. Right, let me put this on the table. Let me get my thought out before you jump <laughs> down my throat. I'm gonna throw out that it's basically the same idea of a civil war between superheroes, two major players, and. Arguably, Batman and Iron Man are very similar. They're just billionaires with a lot of tech. But I'm saying, in Injustice, the comic series where they've done the Civil War and DC comics, they have a major superhero dying in almost every issue, if not multiple heroes. So it seems really impactful and crazy shit is happening. Whereas in the Marvel Civil War miniseries, there's one superhero that dies, and then they all just kind of stop after eight issues, and then that's kind of it. Like it's, Once I reread it, it seemed less impactful. Then I guess the Injustice series that I was, you know, that's been going on for years. That's spelling off into its own thing now. But I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to see what they do with the movie now that I've read the miniseries again, and it's not it's not as great as I thought it was. <laughs> I hope Goku shows up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, the that's eternal question. Superman versus Goku. But all right, Kier, you you ready to play? Oh yeah, sure. Let's do this. Listen to any of the clips yet? Uh, I mean, one of you should probably know clip two. Let's be honest. But if you if you don't um if you don't know clip two, I'm gonna laugh at you. I don't know. We didn't get the elite from Halo. That's a pretty <laughs> obvious one. That was go, horrible. Go right. ahead and play clip two. This should be the easy. Well, 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 let's tell the listener it's clip one, so they're not okay. confused. Clip. Okay, so clip two is clip one. Clip three is clip two. Clip four is clip three. 
Got it? Great. It's super confusing now. <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Let's play We're... clip one now. That's super easy. I'm going to stop right now. <laughs> I know that one's easy. Yeah. I'm listening to the whole thing. So, well, Do you need someone to? Has, someone has to get a point. Remember that, or no one wins. Yeah, okay, yes. That is, I we oh, the, to win the point, we just have to guess the game right. I'm guessing Mario Kart 64. Oh, oh my Doug, god! Doug, I want to reach into this computer and slap your face. I do too. Oh god! Uh, What's happening? You, you get two points. You get two points if you can name what the sound is within the game too. It's Link opening up a chest. Yes. I I'm not a Zelda player. <sighs> How dare you! I know. I'm gonna. I, I know I've already said it before, but I think Twilight Princess might be my favorite Zelda. It's pretty. Which Zelda was I, that from? I like Wind Waker the, so much, though. The one that was like right at the Wii. Re- it was released for the Wii and then GameCube at the same time, but it was like the launch title for the Wii was Twilight Princess. Uh, Wind Waker is good. I was one of the few people that liked it before. Like, there was a huge backlash because of the cell shading style. But then after like a year, people actually played it and they said how great it was. And it is. It's great. It was, it was the first game I got for the GameCube. Uh, yeah, I think that might have been mine as well. All right. Clip two. Clip two. Which is clip three. No, I'm kidding. Stop it. Right now. Round two. Fight. Oh, that one's a little easy. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the bouncer. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Doug. just killing it. Well, these are a lot. Of, these are actual like iconic noises, as opposed to just random grunting in a gunfire. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like these are noises I could pick out as opposed to Doug's. <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like we already won, but let's see if we can't get a full clean sweep and get them all. I don't know. Maybe I could get this wrong and you get it right. That's true. So clip clip three. I mean, I doubt it, but clip three. Clip clip three is a very iconic clip, but I don't know if you guys are gonna know this one. Mm, yeah, this one's tougher. These are the sounds Doug picks, like where it's just like two seconds and it's like a sound effect. This one's this one's very. It sounds like okay. This sounds like either a sword clashing against something or uh, a, like a, a futuristic car like bursting into another gear. No, wrong. Wow. <laughs> just no, Doug. Yeah, this one's trickier, Doug. You've definitely I, you have to have played this game, I think. I I definitely have, but god damn it! Like I mean, I played most of the games we've done on this, sh- you know, this little game. But uh, I don't know why, but it reminds me of the sound of like breaking a trash can in Streets of Rage. <laughs> like that's a very that's a specific one. I doubt. I think only Adam from Press Continue would actually pick that sound. Oh whoa! I know what it is. I think what. It's from an old ass Spider-Man game. I th- I don't know how this is possible, but you're actually getting farther away from the correct answer. <laughs> oh shit, dude! It's an old ass Batman game. I don't know. Um, Turns out it's the sound of a trash can breaking in Streets of Rage. No, um, I was gonna say there's no way that's what it is. It's the it's the limit break sound from Final Fantasy VII. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I know I've played it. I- uh, I had to reboot my computer and I lost that game, so I can't play it anymore. Meh. But hey, we won. So yeah, someone good. finally won at this game. Yeah, 
Congratulations, Bren. You're the only person that's ever won this game. <laughs> I'm the champion of mini games. Oh, no. I'm almost better than silence. Because <laughs> I'm still right. Ra- I'm still reigning champ of I was the walrus. I'm pretty. I'm pretty <laughs> yes. sure I've won every I was the walrus that I participated in. That I wasn't judging. Well, that's you have to fight Bren then, uh, or have you? I have. I've beaten Probably him. Have. Oh wow! Then I, it's. I didn't say I was undefeated. I just say I'm the champ. Well, you guys are have to face off next time. But uh, that was a pretty good episode. Is there anything you guys want to add quick before plugs? Um, podcast out. Go listen to it. Life in Overdrive. There we go. That's gear. How about you, Bren? Wait, is this pre-plugs plugs? Because you said before plugs. I know, but we're kind of diving right in. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I got Revenge of the ba- uh, Bad Rats Revenge. I got to find a better name because I keep changing it. Uh, but Bad Rats Revenge, I just put the video up uh, today as we're recording this. So last week, when you're listening to this, uh, the first game I did was uh, one Basta sent me called The Slaughtering Grounds. And it's atrocious it's <laughs> almost as bad as bad rats if not as bad can you can you elaborate what what you're talking about specifically like what are you doing with these videos oh uh bad rats revenge is i have me and a buddy of mine just have this horrific habit of anytime there's a steam sale we take any money we have left over and just buy as many copies as we can of bad rats which is considered one of the worst games ever on steam mm-hmm. uh, i think on sale it usually goes for nine cents so it's pretty terrible. So much so that it's like a puzzle physics game and it gives you solutions to the puzzles. And I'm going to say like 80% of the time, those solutions don't even work because the game's just so broken <laughs> and it's just so ugly and bad. So we buy as many copies as we can of that game and send it to literally every person we know. I know like I have Alf, a copy now. <laughs> you have a copy. Doug has one. Bassa has one. Mark's got one. Um, we'll friend random people in games, send them a copy of that game, and then unfriend them on Steam. Like, we <laughs> just send out these copies everywhere. Um, hell, I probably might have given some to the listener. Uh, you've infected us all. I hope so. I just want to spread this. It's the rats. So I just want to spread the plague, the black plague of the internet through these. I wonder if there was ever just the innocent listener that's like, bad rats. I wonder what that game is. I'll Google it. It's wow. so bad. I'm so glad these guys are actually doing nice things for their listener base. Thank you so much for gifting this. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, but so as revenge, most of the people I've sent this game to has sent me another bad game in return. Uh, so Doug has sent one. I've played it. We won't talk about it. <laughs> no, 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 we spoke about it and it shall not be spoke about again. Yes. Go check it out what is, if you want to be disturbed for life. the title of the game? I will send it in Skype. <laughs> that is a secret. We will carry to our grave. So Basta sent me the Slaughtering Grounds, which just immediately starts, gives you no instructions on any of the controls. The music is just screaming in my ears, and you run out of ammo almost instantly, and you don't get any more. Like, I had so much trouble finding it. It's just so bad. It's just a terrible game. <laughs> so that video is up, and you can watch it. And I'll be doing them, I don't know, maybe once a week. I only I don't have that many actually. Where, I thought I had a lot where, more shit. Where can games. we find these videos? On the Almost Better Than the Silence YouTube channel. Yay. Yep. 
We will have links in the show notes. The only thing I really want to plug is, uh, I guess, the best of I Was the Walrus every Friday. You guys get to listen to us, like, our, I guess, kind of best and worst moments of that conversation game as it evolved throughout the past year. So that's been a lot of fun uh, reflecting on that shit. Uh, me and Brent are doing commentary for those. So be sure to check out our website and or tune into your iTunes wherever you listen to this stuff on Fridays as well throughout December. But uh, I think that about does it for this episode. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Bonus content!